0: Okay, today is going to be part two of Entropy, Randomness, Evolution, Free Will, Determinism, and just generally what life is all about, also known as Pascal's Triangle. In part one, the previous episode, um, I talked a lot about just generally Pascal's triangle and talked a little bit about free will and determinism and a tiny bit about randomness as well and today I'm going to talk um, more about entropy and um evolution and how that how what on earth does Pascal's triangle have anything to say about dinosaurs, for example, or um dolphins or dill or things that don't start with the letter d as well that happen to be stuff that we consider in the category of evolution life as part of the process of change and development and which is oh that's, that's a controversial term you know does evolution have a direction Ooh yes it does yes definitely um we started with one thing, and we now have many things. <laughs> we're not going to go back to one thing, except possibly at the very end of the universe, at the very end of the life existence. Certainly we're going to get down to one thing, but up until that point, we're going to keep expanding, and possibly keep expanding forever, and I will explain why. Uh, that's That might also be another controversial thing I'm going to say here, but it's... Um, it's just a thought experiment. So anyway, um, Pascal's Triangle, again, go look at it. Um, I've got a couple other versions of using Pascal's Triangle or just the concept um, behind Pascal's Triangle to show you a couple more images um, with you know, what might be more useful as far as looking at how the paths connect and how the um, the different possibilities relate to one another, and the different numbers of combinations of things, um, in the in a couple of diagrams that I've put onto the blog post that goes along with this. So if you go to turl, T-U-R-I-L org, um, that will take you to um, my blog, which should have this podcast, uh, which should be labeled uh, part two of entropy, randomness, evolution, free will, determinism, and what's life all about. So looking at how things expand in Pascal's triangle. And, it, and it's a little confusing because um, how we get expansion from two processes, processes that seem to be um, contradicting or negating one another. We have the, the division, uh, which is also called expansion, and then we have the contraction, which is also called um, sort of addition, multiplication, That it, that doesn't have a great term, but recombination. Um, th- these things would seem to to counteract one another. You know, Normally when you when you'd subtract, when you divide something, and then you multiply it back together, you get the same thing. Except that, um, remember, we're adding the zeros on the outside of Pascal's triangle. There are always zeros there. So that gives us an extra bit of stuff we're adding and dividing up from. So we never, we're we're never um, able to fully recombine things in the the exact same way that they were combined before. Which always gives us, and this is where I say that um, reality, as far as I can tell, is infinite into the future, in time. Uh, It's finite in space sort of, in a strange way, but it's infinite in time because there's no reason for any of this to stop, as far as I can tell. Now, you know, of course, I may be wrong. You know, there there are a lot of things that we limited beings can't tell um, about the the outside reality and if these two processes aren't the only two processes then you know there would be something else going on but um, as far as I can tell these are the two processes that happen and therefore uh, if you look at Pascal's triangle there's no reason for it to stop what it does is things just keep getting more and more fractal keep getting smaller and smaller relative to the previous states of things so, in time one or time zero of the universe, we look at things and there is just a single, you know, f- uh, limited, fixed, finite thing reality. There's this reality existence, there's just a large, huge one, and then it divides into two, right? And then those two things divide into three. Well, they divide into four, but then recombine into three. And so on. And then they divide into a number, you know, larger number and a larger number, but keep getting recombined into smaller um, smaller sets of things within the whole. So you get more complexity. You get more <clears throat> you get more qu- quantity of individual unique Things that exist—they're um, still interrelated. They're still all connected within this same universe, within this, you know, vast unitary reality. However, each individual thing operates slightly more, as we say, free willish, uh, slightly more independently, and has unique patterns that sort of hold for a longer. <coughs> longer period of time and that's where some of the complexity comes in as far as predictability and I'm going to go into that in detail in another episode but for now I just want to talk about the the general fact that um, Pascal's triangle defines both entropy and evolution entropy is it, this is it's a messy word. There are a couple of different reasons that we use the term entropy. Uh, but the more uh, physics-wise, mathematical de- term, uh, definition of entropy is uh, an increase in improbability. An increase in unpredictability. Um, you can use the term randomness as far as the individual thing has more unpredictability. And... Where that happens is in the middle of Pascal's triangle, t- going down the center line, um, sort of alternating back and forth down the center line, because um, there's a because uh, Pascal's triangle is offset. You know, it's like a honeycomb. Uh, it's in the same shape because it's sort of hexagonal bubble, close-packed things. Um, so you you, don't, you can't actually go a straight line. You have to go back and forth. Um, these back and forth. Uh, center lines are where the most unpredictable things happen. Of course, if you also look at the, the combinations of things within each category, so if we're down at um, the, the third or fourth level, the, the level with four categories, you have three elements, you have three items, items uh, that you can combine. Um, so you would have uh, you'd have one, of the all zeros and you can have those in all they're, they're all going to be in the same order no matter you know how you put them in because they're all zeros and then uh, you have zero, zero, 001 010 zero, 100 zero, one, zero, zero. so you have three possible combinations of one one and two zeros and then you, you flip that so you have the the one zero and two ones, so you have three of those possibilities, and then you have one that's all ones. So, and, and again, these these ones and zeros are just the terms, the, the symbols that I use for contraction and expansion, zero being contraction, one being expansion, um, just like in binary, you know, zero is off and one is on in computer speak. So if you look at the combinations, the categories of things that are in this, that are near the center line of Pascal's Triangle. You see the things, as in the example of um, the zero, zero, 001, 010, zero, one, zero, and 100, zero, zero. you see these combinations of things that are most complex, most unpredictable. Now that's a very simple example. Um, And that would be an example of something that is very, very large and not terribly complex. And as we move down Pascal's triangle, as time progresses and the universe splits into more and more fractional units of sort of mini things that function as their own individual things, such as galaxies, planets, suns, Mountains, human beings, plants, as we move down Pascal's Triangle and get more complex combinations of things, this is where we see evolution come in. And what is evolution? What is, what is this, this process of nature um, tweaking things? Well, this is the process of splitting things up. So you have a, an individual unit, a cell, whatever, uh, and it splits itself in two well that's our DNA our DNA has two strands one side uh, matches with the other and then it recombines so we have these life itself is is predicated on this simple process that is division and recombination which is exactly what we see in Pascal's triangle and how the DNA splits and recombines ends up as we procreate as individuals, um, from you know one uh, from the male and from the female, or possibly occasionally different genders, and you know I'm not going to go into that, but but the basic premise is that there two individuals, their DNA gets split up and then recombined into new ways that produce an entirely new being. Well, this again is Pascal's triangle, things split up, and half half of one thing. F- comes together with half of another thing and recombines into an entirely new thing that's more, that's different from the two previous ones and different from anything else that's existed. And these little tweaks that get that get uh, introduced into our genes make us different, but also make us more complex. And this is going to be a little controversial because, again, a lot of people say evolution doesn't progress, it doesn't move in a direction. But clearly it does because we started with one thing and now we've got many, many, many diverse, more complex things. And now you can say, well, that could reverse at any time. And yes, yes, it could. The, the universe could stop expanding in diversity and could somehow start contracting again. And maybe someday it will. But if you look at if it's predicated on this, these only two processes of contraction and expansion, then it's not going to. It's joint going to continue to be more and more complex, more and more fractional, fractal, with more individual things as time progresses, as we move down Pascal's triangle. There are still going to be these things on the, the extreme ends of Pascal's triangle where you have, you know, pure uh, matter and pure energy in, you know, the extreme, but in the middle we're going to get more and more and more complex and weird and unpredictable things like human beings and porcupines and, you know, oak trees. That have little acorns that have squirrels that plant the acorns because they're f- hiding them for winter and that ends up helping them grow And the whole ecosystem itself is getting more and more complex so our planet is getting more complex our culture is getting more complex and i don't see any reason uh, if these are the laws of physics that we're following this this only two options of contracting and or expanding, or particle and wave, uh, if, if if there are no other forces or processes in the universe, then we are going to continue to keep evolving in a particular direction of more complexity, more diversity, as well as, and here's an interesting thing, because again, we're recombining things. So that also means we're going to get more unity, at least in some areas. We're going to see more diversity within the unified things. Our culture is a unified thing. But within our culture, we get more diversity. So it's sort of interesting. We, we, We come together as well as separate, which is kind of a beautiful thing, if you think about it. We have language that has... You know, it initially started out probably fairly simple as, uh, you know, within a small region of the the planet, our human language, and then it diversified. But now it's also coming back together. We're bringing um, more languages into, especially the English language, uh, possibly even Chinese. Um, you know, they're, we're bringing in, groups of individuals who have a diverse range of language and we're sort of combining them into one larger language uh, or a couple of larger languages so that we have both more diversity and more unity And, and that's pretty cool and that's what I say evolution is so this process of us moving down into diversity as well as recombination so that we're having both more weirdness and more sort of uh, coming together of all the weird things into a more um, shared experience of a whole planet, sort of embracing its its uniqueness in little pockets around. Uh, as we, it's not even tolerating, it's not that we're learning to tolerate individuals who have are different from us, it's that we're learning to appreciate this difference, that we uh, each fill a niche that helps someone somewhere do something better, and that, I think, is just so impressive, and it makes it gives me so much hope, which I think a lot of people get, you uh, get very depressed by the whole idea of determinism and the fact that that our reality is is uh an an entropy people get depressed about the concept of entropy because they think entropy means everything is falling apart well it doesn't because it means everything is both falling apart and coming back together cannot have one without the other uh as far as you know this this if, the, if reality was only about falling apart, then we wouldn't exist. Human beings are, are, I mean, yes, we are more entropic. We are higher entropy than a sun, for example, because uh, a sun only has a few elements in it. And then all the other elements start getting created from the sun interacting with the rest of the universe so human beings are far more complex are, have far more, higher entropy than the sun but if if uh, this division was the only thing that existed if we were only if the universe only ever divided we would never exist because we we have been recombined with other things the the stuff that the sun sun's put out gets recombined into things like planets and plants and dolphins and porcupines and <laughs> trees and that's what makes us goes into making us is all this recombination of stuff so uh evolution allows us this it's not just hope it's it's a view of a far more interesting, fascinating universe future ahead of us where we are not only more able to sort of be appreciated for being ourselves because we do feel a niche, but we're also um, coming together as far as being a being a larger unit of culture and instead of what happened to the dinosaurs which i'll go back to this which yes what does this have to do with dinosaurs well the dinosaurs are higher up on pascal's triangle they're in the past in both senses of the term they're in the past literally in that there were you know We know that they existed in the past. They don't exist now so much, at least in the form that we generally think of dinosaurs as. I mean, we still have alligators, which are pretty much dinosaurs, and ostriches, and things like that. But um, they're also in the past in the sense that they were a a more... um, a larger, less complex entity. So they were more... They're higher up on Pascal's triangle in that they had uh, fewer. They had less entropy. They had um, a lower entropy, meaning that they were more boring. They were more overly organized. They were larger, and thus uh, they were they were meant to exist in the past. And now the future is more. Evolving towards more diversity, and more complexity, things like dinosaurs simply can't exist anymore. They are, or at least not in a in a long term survival kind of thing. They're just not going to come back, um, because because they were too simple for the way entropy works, for the way that the universe expands and increases in complexity. Again, we have. We have that kind of stuff over on the edges of Pascal's triangle, which is why I say they're, you know, the dinosaurs can still exist in some sense, because you know a small portion of the of, of the universe that we break down in Pascal's triangles, we move down, still has those large simple things over on the edges. There's not very much of it, compared to, um, or there are not very many of those things, that compared to the the volume of you know the giant mountain in the middle which is normal life which is um the the stuff the survival of the fittest are the things that are more complex more interesting more unpredictable and that's us and i suggest that this means that in the future human beings are going to get even more complex which is probably why technology is coming into the picture that we're seeing that humans are combining with technology um And adding, I mean, even glasses, as they always say, glasses are one of the most original, you know, cyborg things that we invented. Clothes, we've added technology to our bodies to augment our bodies, to make us more adaptable to our environment. Spaceships, um, anything that we create that helps us live more successfully is actually generally creating a cyborg (laughs) and we're going to do that even more and more with our technology augmenting little bits of ourselves and even large bits of ourselves for example maybe if we're going to Mars we're going to have to augment Mars We're going to have to put a huge shell either around the colony or the people who are humans and other species who we bring, the other people we bring onto Mars with us. We're going to have to create a shell around that or possibly create a whole shell around Mars and recreate, you know, a a, a new Mars that actually supports, you know, Earth life, not just humans, but, you know a whole ecosystem of living things there so that we can survive because you know humans can't survive on their own humans aren't even their own species we're many 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 different species up to like 10,000 uh different species in our bodies mostly bacteria and, you know some viruses and things so uh i guess that's a good introduction <laughs> it's a bit long introduction to how evolution is moving us forward uh... as far as i can tell given that the 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 physics only allows things to be either particles or waves uh, contraction or expansion at every moment in time uh, the thing has to choose a path or our awareness at least consciousness whatever you want to call it um, our path through reality has to choose to be aware of only one of these options that something takes and then uh, if that's if those are the only two options that physics has that the universe has then it looks to be like contraction and expansion this division of cells of stuff and then recombination of stuff will allow us to evolve into more and more complex beings more interesting more fun more collaborative beings as we uh, as we divide into you know unique cells, individuals, but also then recombine into larger and more complex cultures and planets and systems. So I hope you enjoyed that, and I'm going to end with a quote from Neil Gaiman, um, which I've also got a, uh, a link to XKCD, did a little comic of this, and uh, this is from Sandman, the comic that Neil Gaiman wrote ages ago and the quote is everybody has a secret world inside of them and i say that physics and pascal's triangle says that that is absolutely true and maybe someday you will share your secret worlds with the universe the way i'm sharing my secret world with you i wish you well namaste